Alright guys, this is a solo birdcast. It's going to get pretty fucking weird. Uh, I hope you like it. Give me notes. Tell me what you do like. Tell me what you don't like. It's a solo birdcast. Go to birdbirdbird.com. Check out my tour dates. Get my book. Get my fucking book. Get my book. Get my book. Get my book. Get my fucking book. It's me. This is clearing my throat how come in that song he goes let me clear my throat but he doesn't clear his throat at all It'd be great if he was like let me clear my throat sorry kick it over here baby pop and let all the flaskivis feel the beat and drop aren't you glad I cleared my throat Paul I don't know why I'm saying Paul it's cold as fuck in the man cave right now why because I have an AC Uh, it's a ghetto AC Jay Doty is 43 everybody I have a conference call on 721 at 3.30, these are all my things coming up on my computer. Computer? Computer. Uh, I realized this morning to my friends, Stephen Mills and Katrina Mills. Katerina Mills. I think it's Katerina. He was in my fraternity. He's a really fucking fascinating guy I'd love to talk about. But quite honestly, I don't have the... Uh, I don't have the right to. It's his story. It's the thing people need to understand. That's his story. Hence, history. I think that's where they got it from. People are like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. It's his story. And then they never told the story because it was his story. And then they were like, well, I guess that story's history. guess that's his story. History. <laughs> and you're wondering why I don't do these by myself? <laughs> Is it odd that I'm an individual that can make himself laugh? Like, can you make yourself laugh? I can make myself laugh right now. Are you ready? Well, I can make myself laugh by going online. I go, I go online. I laugh once, once a month. Oh, okay. I did an interview with Jim Norton yesterday and with uh, Sam Tripoli. Tripoli's interviews. Man, Tripoli is fucking octane. That guy is so fucking awesome to be around. You leave him and you're like shaking. You're like, "Ah, that's what I'm talking about, motherfucker. Um, And and Jim, one of the questions I asked him is something about, I'm not going to ask, you just listen to the fucking interview. I'll post, uh, maybe I'll post Yimmy's today. Um, But we were talking about videos that made us laugh really hard and so i watched some and then i went online and you'll hear that on the interview i'm not going to spoil it for you you got to wait for it that's how this works wait for it i fucking hate that sentence because when i was in young development comedy and uh for sitcoms they always were like every fucking writer let me clear my throat kick it over here baby pop and let all the flask it is feel the beat and drop and drop and and 
and drop and drop. Uh, all the writers always, always wrote the same. It's, uh, it's hackiness. It's hackiness because, and I talked about this with Tripoli a little bit. I don't want to go step over premises I've already talked about or will talk about on a podcast. And you'll listen to it and be like, huh. But what, what hackiness is, and this, I don't think I'm giving this away. Oh, where's that book? This is the fucking greatest book. I'm going to read something out loud to you. Uh, my buddy Croy gave me this book. Ha- what is hackiness? You ready for this? God, this book is old. Largo. Life and Death. Ego. I gotta read this book again. I might read it today. Fear. The Authentic Self. The Hierarchical. Where's the thing about hack? Give me a sec. This book is by Robert McKee. It is called The Art, The War of Art. I'm sorry, this book is not by Robert McKee. <laughs> Fuck, you know who I am. I don't read a ton, but the books I have read must be good because I read them and I have a really hard time reading out loud. <clears throat> I wonder if I can get in trouble for this. Fuck it, who gives a shit? I'll just read an excerpt of this book. I'm sure I can do that. They don't have a fucking part where they tell you what chapters or what chapters how do they not do that in this book Are you fucking shitting me god damn it all right i'll just find it it's about the hack wait this anyway back to my point so the, one of the jokes they would always make was wait for it so um they'd say something like uh da 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 and then someone in the crowd would go, wait for it. Like, it was like the funniest thing anyone had ever s- s- fucking said. And every script had it in there. And after a while, see, here's the thing. All these writers aren't reading each other's scripts. But us actors are reading all of their scripts. So we get all their scripts and you, for pilot season. And you'd read, like, 40 scripts. This is back in the day. Uh, God damn it, I sound like an old man. I was thinking like, yesterday, I was like, 41. Man, I better really start this fucking ball in motion if I plan on having a career. Like, I gotta start, if I wanna, like, I think it's cause I hung out with Chris Hardwick and I was like, he's 42, I think, and he's fucking got an empire. Al Madrigal, Bill Burr, two of my friends who are, who created this network that I'm a part of, have an empire. They're starting an empire. Angels in the abstract, approaching the mystery, involving the muse. It's got to be right here. I always I knew where it was in the book. So, hang on. Hang on. What? Why are you getting so impatient? Sometimes I think that you... Okay, fuck it. I apparently cannot find it. Because I used to be able to find it very easily. And now I can't find it. Oh, definition of a hack. Here we go. <clears throat> As y'all know, I, first of all, I don't have the lights on, so I can't... Uh, it's morning, but it's dark in the man cave. Describe the man cave to me, Bert. It is uh, filled with 200-year-old uh, reclaimed lumber from a barn. Um, that's not to say it didn't come with uh, with uh, some great smells. It did. It came with some... I mean, this place smells fantastic. It smells like history. I'm sure it's someone else's story, but now it's mine. And so... 
Just don't turn it off. Just don't turn this off. Okay, let this be what it is. It's me and you in a car, and we're getting weird. All right? That's all it is. Don't, don't look for something deep out of this. Just look for what it is. Um, it also came with termites. <laughs> so, but uh, it's, I don't know how big it is, but it's pretty big. It's a great room. It's got two TVs. It's got a kegerator. It's got a um, wine refrigerator. Um, and then it's got all my knickknacks from my travel adventures. It's got, and it's co- so crazy. When I first met, I hate talking about other people. I hate fucking, but I got to share my experiences. I hate, but I hate like, fuck it. I'm not going to. I don't care. I'll say what, I'll, t- I'll tell you in the abstract. When you first meet successful people, sometimes you recognize that their offices are cluttered with shit that people are giving them. And you, and you think to yourself, God, man, like, I would love to get to the point where I have shit accumulated from fans and from business ventures and from people that want to start a business with me. or Like, I would love to be like that. And right now, it's cluttered with a, a lot of shit. I have a set of, uh, it's cluttered with a lot of shit. I'm going to stop talking about myself in the fucking ego-filled, driven person. I noticed that the other day. Someone said, here's what I do. They go, how are you doing? And I go, pretty good. And then they're like, yeah? Like, almost they expect me to say more. I don't know if that's Hollywood or if that's life. Let me know. Will you do that? Um, if that's Hollywood or if that's life. Because if you don't speak full of, full, of, full of ego, then they think you're not doing so good. And what has happened is I haven't been bragging to people. I've been just letting me be me. So people are like, so three opportunities. I said, how are you? And I go, good. And they go, yeah? And I go, yeah. And they're like, how's everything going? I was like, eh, can't complain. And I said, what, what are you up to? Now, I know that they're asking what project am I working on, but like, I don't really care about that right now. Like, I mean, I look, I, I'm working on a few projects that I'm really proud of and really happy about. But do I need to share that with other people in the industry? So I said, yeah, you know, hanging out, man, doing good. I'm uh, not drinking for a little while. So, uh, and, but that's my go-to thing is I always talk about, you know, I always feel like if you put yourself down or, or you show your flaws or you show your failures, then people feel comfortable with you. But what that does is then people want to give you advice. I'm like, motherfucker, just let me just, why can't you just go, oh, me too. How are the kids? And then we could talk about my kids or something, something real as opposed to like i just started pre-production on season four it's going really great did i tell you i'm going around the world literally around the world do you know how cool my next six months will be my six months are going to be better than your next six months um did i say that my family is going to get to come did i tell like what that what fuck what does that do it doesn't do anything i'm not going to release this but fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna tape it anyway because this is it's a learning process all right he learned this from a book by Robert McKee. Who the fuck's Robert McKee? This book's by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. I learned this from Robert McKee. A hack, he said, is a writer who second guesses his audience. Oh, fuck. I've been doing that this whole time. <laughs> I fucking... I should have started with this book. I've, <laughs> I've been second guessing you. I've been going, don't turn it off. Just hang out. Let this be what it is. Fuck, never mind. Let's not read this. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm second guess- all right, I'm not second guessing you anymore. All right, but you need to hear this. What? <laughs> uh, 
A hack, he says, is a writer who second-guesses his audience. When the hack sits down to work, he doesn't ask himself what's in his own heart. He asks, what's the market looking for? <sighs> Fucking pretty deep. Hope I don't get sued for this. <laughs> the hack con- condescends to his audience. He thinks he's superior to them. To them. The truth is, he's scared to death of them, or, more accurately, scared of being authentic in front of them. Scared of writing what he feels or believes, what he thinks himself. Fuck, I can't fucking read like a motherfucker. Do you realize how frustrating it is to be 41 and not be able to read out loud? It's so... Okay. The truth is... He's scared to death of them, or, more accurately, scared of being authentic in front of them. Scared of writing what he feels or believes, what he himself thinks is interesting. He's afraid it won't sell. So, he tries to anticipate what the market, a telling word, wants, then gives it to them. In other words, the hack writes this word I can't say, hierarchically. Hierarchically, hierarchy, 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 h i e r a r c h i c a l l y, hierarchically. I don't know what that word means. I'm, let me tell you a story about my be- one of my best. Fr- I'm gonna say my best friend, Weicho. Weicho is from Peru. Now, listen, all my stories are tainted with my narrative, and my narrative always has fucking flair and razzle-dazzle to it. Don't ever fucking think it doesn't, okay? So when you hear a story that I tell, not like a big story, like always, I'm, if I tell a story on stage, realize my only goal is to make you laugh. But when I tell you a story, realize I'm putting my own razzle-dazzle into it. So don't, like, don't ever go to a stand with my stories. How do I spell this word? But let me tell you a story about my buddy Wicho. He's from Peru. Small farming village in Peru. His dad worked for John Deere. And back in the 70s and 80s, his dad went down there and was making a fucking killing. Because Peru was kind of like, uh, they were kind of like, hey, white people, come on in. Look, we're, we're having a hard time figuring this out. Why don't you guys figure it out for us? So his dad did. And his dad was, I mean, they had like fucking tons of land. And his dad fell in love with uh, Maurice's mom. Weicho, his name is Weicho. His real name is Maurice. By calling Weicho, fell in love with his mom, and we started having kids. They had four kids: uh, Britt, Val, Weicho, and Ellie. And then, uh oh, fuck! Little girls coming in. Two little girls. And so, uh oh, what's that? What is that? What is that? Oh, nice. Are you guys done in there? Do I need to put up that shelf? Yeah. Okay. I'm, let me tell mom I'm wrapping this up and I'm coming in. Oh, thank you. Tell mom I'm wrapping this up and I'm coming in in like two minutes. Okay. My name's I love you. This is how you say this word. Nailed it. Oh, it is on. I. Oh, it is on. Okay. Hey, shut the door. You're letting the AC out. What are you doing? This is how you say that word. Fucking. 
pertaining to the transitive relation between objects in which they may be fucking okay it's a hierarch is the word hierarchically means i guess pertaining to kings <clears throat> what are you doing in here baby watch out there's everything's plugged in over there just being careful what are you doing i know exactly what you're doing baby mom would not want you to have skittles this early in the morning just no one wants one skittle isla isla just one you say one or a handful, Isla? Yeah, Isla, that's a handful. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm parenting you properly. Don't give me that face. All right, get out of here. Go into your room. I'll be in there in a second. Tell mom I'm coming in. We joke. Um, you know what makes me feel like I'm not a hack? I don't think the market wants this at all. I don't think the market wants to hear any of this. I am, a, I am really writing for myself right now. I'm being 100% authentic. This is does not get more authentic. I'm in my underwear in the man cave. I'm not even in my underwear. It's in jean jammers. Um, Weicho came from Peru. Anyway, I think like the Shining Path or some, some people overthrew Peru. Weicho's dad had to bounce quick. His mom, I think, they sent his, like Weicho and his kids and his brothers and sisters to live with their older brother in texas and we had to learn english like real english and we never had a problem asking what a word meant he never he like there was no shame in it i was always impressed by that like you'd say something and sometimes it wasn't even like a big word it was like car no i'm kidding <laughs> it was, sometimes it wasn't a big word it was like uh like um omnipotent and which was like i don't know what that means and you were like really he's like yeah i don't know what it means what does it mean and you'd be like, I'm not going to fucking do it. And he's like, well, I'm not going to sit here and let you talk in words I don't know what they mean when I don't know what they fucking mean. By the way, Weicho would deny all this. but because uh, Only because he doesn't remember the word omnipotent. But if I use the word that he, re- he did it to, then he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that definitely happened. <clears throat> let me <clears throat> clear my throat. God damn it, my kids are coming in and out of the man cave. Now, I'm going to read the rest of this chapter only because I think it's important. In other words, the hack writes hierarchically. Hierarchically. Fuck. He writes what he imagines will play well in the eyes of others. That is not me right now, people. He does not ask himself, what do I myself want to write? By the way, I'm having fun. So I am doing that. What do I think is important? Instead, he asks, what's hot? What can I make a deal for? The hack is like the politician who consults the polls before he takes a position. He is a demagogue. He panders. If he can pay off it, fucking cocksucker, why can't I read, why can't I read, why can't, what's, I, that was the beginning of a song, the hack, it, it, it can pay off being a hack, given the depraved state of an American culture, a slick dude can make millions being a hack, but if you succeed, you lose, because you've sold out your muse, your muse is you the best part of yourself where your finest and only true work comes from i was starving as a screenwriter when the idea for legend of badger van he wrote legend of bagger vans i guess it's probably more impressive when this book came out that was a good book that was a good whatever i was starving as a screenwriter when the idea for legend of bagger vans came out it came to me as a book not as a movie i met with my agent 
to give him the bad news. Oh, I already fucking like this guy because that's where my head's at. My next idea is a book. It's not a movie, but it's a movie also. Not a movie. I met with my agent to give him the bad news. We both knew the first novel takes forever and sells for nothing. Worse, novels about golf. (laughs) Even (laughs) novels about golf. (laughs) I don't think he meant that to be funny, but I found that really funny because watching golf is enjoyable to just me and my dad, but even can be painful at times. If you're not, I can't watch a tournament. Fucking who's tuning in to the golf channel to watch the Thursday to see who qualifies for the weekend? My dad and I, my dad and I will do that. We'll talk on the phone and one of us will have a, have a, the phone will be ahead of the other one. So like our, our TV will be, a, not the phone. <laughs> one of us will be in the future. But it's like one of us is in the future because one of our TV feeds will be quicker than the other one. So someone will see who made the putt first and you'll hear, you'll hear each other. We'll fuck with each other. I just remember when Tiger had that huge comeback and the thing is the US Open. Oh. <laughs> oh fucking and so uh my book okay don't let me forget jeff hartley okay don't let me forget uh so um fuck what was i saying so one of us <laughs> when tiger had that big comeback i think it was from i forget i forget who i think it was sebi i don't i don't know who he came back from but uh it was a spanish dude and he had his his knee was hurt and he came back and he sunk that long ass ridiculous fucking putt my dad and i were watching it like one of us had the answer before the other one and it was fucking like we were like no and we were fucking with each other hold on i'm gonna grab my coffee don't go anywhere i'll keep talking i'm clearing my throat okay so uh uh don't let me forget to tell you about Jeff Hartley. Okay. But the mute... Okay, he wanted to write a book about golf, but even if we could find a publisher, it was... Worse, a novel about golf. Even if we could find a publisher, is a straight shot to the remainder bin. The muse had me. I had to do it. To my amazement, the book succeeded critically and commercially better than anything I'd ever done and others since have been lucky to. My, why? My best guess is this. I trusted what I wanted, not what I thought would work. I did what I thought was interesting, and I left the reception to their gods. I didn't read that sentence right. I left its reception to the gods. The artist can't do his work hierarchically. He has to work territorially. Territorially. Um... That is this book. I'm going to read this book this week. I haven't been drinking for a while. Uh, I haven't been drinking only because I was. I had some. I went. I went ahead. <laughs> fucking. I wish I could fucking text this. Oh, I wish I could fucking text this. I got to call these two dudes. Uh, I'm going to call Hartley. If you read my book, he's the guy that I lived with with cheese in like chapter. Uh, I'm going to call Hartley and Pete Whalen, the two dudes for my book right now. So you're about to hear them. They're playing golf in Colorado. And and the best thing about the book is Hartley and I had a little bit of a falling out at the end of college. But I was very honest in the book. I think Hartley appreciated it. And he appreciated that I was fair and honest. 
and we've kind of rekindled a friendship. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, he kind of sounded like a dick. And he is. He's a fun dick, though. He's like that dick. Like, if you have an enemy like him, you don't need a friend like him. You don't need enemies. Here we go. Jeff Hartley and Pete Whalen. Hopefully they'll answer. They're on a golf course in Colorado. I'm sure someone's teeing off, and the card's pro- phone's probably in there. This is riveting. I tell you what, a hack wouldn't do this. Now i got to read about a muse. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Uh, so he didn't answer. Eight, five, zero, two, two, eight, eight, nine, five. Ah, <laughs> Close! That just made me enjoy. Oh, oh, oh. God, I fucking, maybe that's not his phone number. Oh, it's got to be, right? I got to reply to this. Fucking. Here we go. Your text just made me laugh hysterically. I'm doing a podcast. Call in. So anyway, um... He probably won't want to call in because he's kind of private. The So, yeah, I used everyone's real name in my book. I wish I hadn't because uh, Jenny Powers is upset, <clears throat> understandably. Uh, she's cool with it now. We talked, but I didn't. I wish I hadn't. And Fitzsimmons told me I shouldn't have. And when I first started, he was like, that's a really bad idea because what your perception of things is sometimes isn't real. Like in, I think he talked about it on my podcast that he had said that he thought he'd written someone as a something and as as gay in his book and then found out they weren't gay and he was like, "Whoa, you're one of my best friends. You're not gay." <laughs> um, I probably got to take that out because I don't think Fitzsimmons told me that on the air. I don't remember, um, but uh, yeah. So <clears throat> any hoodles, this is what not what a hack does. He clears his throat the entire time. You're probably like, no, you were a little bit... Oh, here's what I was going to think. I'm like a jam band on stage lately. I tweeted this this morning. I realized that a lot of my bits, a lot of my times on stage, I'm doing what I didn't like bands doing. I'm jam banding it. Like, I love... Like, who doesn't... I, one of my favorite shows I've ever seen is Modest Mouse. You know why? Modest Mouse played the songs like they sounded on the album, but live. And maybe they went off a little bit, but not too much. Modest Mouse was one of the best fucking shows I'd ever listened to. I, I mean, I, I've ever been to in my life. Wilco's really great. Wilco goes off on tangents, but sometimes they sing the song like it doesn't sound on the album, and you're like, oh, I like the way it sounded on the album. I think, oh, here we go, first caller. Hey, what's up? What's happening? What are you doing? Are you, are you with Pete? I'm with Pete Whalen, and we're in Colorado Springs playing at the Broadway. Holy shit. What are you doing out there? Are you working, or you just go out to visit? No, no. Uh, Sonia had a like, we had a political conference out here. Oh, nice. So we had the the day to kill, and so called PD, and he drove over from Denver like an hour. God so, damn it! I would have come out if I had known you guys were out there. Denver's like a quick flight. Hey, you're on my podcast. Are you? Is that okay? I'm on your podcast right now. You're talking. I can take it off if you want me to. Oh, I don't care. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't, well, I would have I called you. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that quick of a deal. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's a quick flight, and I have an office out there. So I go out there a lot. Have you, did, did, you, did you go to a dispensary? <laughs> no, I 
no, I did not go to the festival. We talked about uh, all the people that do, but apparently Colorado Springs is not into the uh, serving pot mode yet. <laughs> <laughs> got- so we had we we were howling laughing because Tyt when we played golf down in Miami, um, his dad was there and his dad came up and he was an ATO back in the day. And so Josh goes, yeah, my dad was an ATO. He goes, oh, I just read, read Bert's book. And he's like, yeah, he, he, uh, he was, Jeff was roommates with him. And, and I said, yeah, but Bert left out like some of the funnier stories. It wasn't even, I go, and I told him that the time we posted, uh, if you didn't clip out of Matt, please report to Dorman Hall. And then oh, we had 40, 40 or 50 girls uh, lined up in Dorman Hall, and we almost got arrested for starting a prostitution ring. Oh, fuck. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good story. There's a lot I left out. I went through it. I went through it <laughs> and was like, God damn it. You know what I didn't do? You know what I fu- you really fucked up with? I left Jenny Powers' name in the book, and Jenny Powers read it, and she was like, wait, you're telling me I was the slutty girl in high school? And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Cover your tracks with this podcast, though. Yeah, no, oh no, I already had to talk to Jenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we're doing victim number three, okay? <laughs> um, well, nice, we'll go finish. Enjoy, enjoy your golf, man. I don't want to keep you up. No, no, we're, we're sitting there on the hole. How was that for Lauderdale? It was good. It was good. You know, like uh, 30 ATOs that are like, I guess, that are all either in college or graduated came down to see my show. And they were like, they were like, uh, at the end of the show, they're all doing shots. Don't, let's not forget I'm 41. And they're like, it would be an honor if you would start a Rurah. I was like, what? <laughs> did you remember? I, I did. I remembered the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and then they were like. And then they were like, do the dirty Rura. And I, I almost couldn't remember it. And then I totally fucking remembered it. I was like, God damn it, I feel like Maurice Vargas. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, All right, it's... And we'll have fun and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, I'll talk to you later, brother. Bye bye. Bye. I thought I was going to get in trouble by Jeff because I, I, I was very honest with everything about Jeff. He, was, he is, I was very honest, um, but probably skewed through, uh, no, not rose-colored glasses, but like, but through past, and, and obviously Jeff and I had a fallen out, it was pretty serious, pretty, pretty serious, uh, at the end of college, and then, uh, and then we got, you know, we didn't really talk, he called me, he, he got into some trouble one time that was very public, uh, and uh, and he called me random. It was like like I wish I could go into detail, but it's not my story. It's his story, so it's history. So I talk about it. Uh, but it was very pu- it was very public f- for him. And and, and uh, I was in New York at the time. Someone had called me like right like just called me and said, "Did you hear?" <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Um, did you hear about this? And I was like, "Yeah." And then I literally he ca- literally called like right after. He was like, "Hey, man." I was like, hey. And I had gone through the Rolling Stone stuff, so I had known what it was like to have a little bit of a microscope on me. And so, and we hadn't talked since then. We hadn't talked since we are falling out. Um, and our falling out, I think I covered in the book, is, uh, and I don't think he'd have a problem with me talking about it, but uh, he 
um, hooked up. He hooked up with my girlfriend when I was in Russia, and so and we were best friends. And it, it kind of, if, if you know, that shit happens, man. Let me tell you something. I don't really care right now. Like I look back at life and I go, thank God he fucked her. She was toxic as fuck. She would have ruined my life. She clearly did not think I was talented, insightful, entertaining. If she's listening to this right now, she's like, and I was right. What the fuck is this horse shit? Are you going to release this? Maybe. Who fucking knows? Don't tell me what to do. You're, I am my own, I'm not my own muse. I forget the fucking what I was supposed to say on this book. Anyway, and so we started talking that day, and then we'd see each other, and we'd hang out, and we'd talk. Um, but, and I said this in the book. That guy you heard on the phone is really who he is. He's a very sweet fucking guy. And if you read the book, then you know exactly who he is. You get it. But there, you know, and we all do this. My sister, Cotty, does it. It's like, you, if you're cool, if you get deemed cool, you sometimes think that, uh, that it's not really who you are. It's how people are perceiving you. So sometimes cool people aren't really who they are genuinely like <clears throat> god damn it i'm fucking wish i had cleared my throat um i hope this is making sense so like i was never i was always liked but i was never cool like i was cool i was always cool with like friends and my, my buddies and we'd hang out but, like i was never like the guy i was never fonzie okay that guy like a baldwin that guy like i never knew that that coolness i was just always like liked like everyone always liked me and i always had a good time and and we always got down and 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 i always made everyone laugh so then i was that cool does that make sense and then don't answer because if it doesn't i'm going to continue to go anyway does that make sense so but then there are some people that are regular people just like us but then one day everyone says they're cool and i don't think they know how to handle that so what they do is they put on a little bit of a character it's like a salesman, sales guy. And and I'm dissecting a friend of mine or Jeff. But like he was when I met him, he was just regular guy. And then when we got to high school, he was still regular guy, but then like fucking sophomore year of high school, he was on the varsity football team and he was in like the there was like a fraternity in our high school called epu and he got in as a sophomore and that like never happened and he was like playing varsity basketball varsity football like and he was like and he and he looks like a baldwin so he was all of a sudden cool so he was forced to hang out with older dudes and who liked him because he was really athletic and he'd help the teams win but he also i think had to you have to figure out your personality really quick and so you do a lot of things that are self-defense things so like if you ever hung out with him around those guys you were seeing the version of him that succeeded around those guys and when you got alone with him you got the regular him and so i always liked the regular him and that's why we lived together and but then and then like when we went, got in the fraternity automatically all the fucking people and all the seniors were like and he was drinking whiskey and like as a freshman in college but like drink like but i, I don't know anyway <clears throat> it's probably the clear clear throat podcast well, um, but that was I was I was actually a little meaningful, meaningful of a moment that uh, I talked to him because I had written the book and I'd written about him and I maybe I hadn't I'd written about the passing um, of his of his brother as he had a twin brother and 
I mean, I didn't write about it extensively. I just mentioned that he had had a twin brother, and his twin brother was like apparently like a fucking stud, like, like he was the alpha. You know, you get an alpha and a and a, and a beta with uh, with twins. There's one that was, and I don't know if it happens when you're born first or I mean, remember the Cure brothers? Uh, there was an alpha, and then the, and you it always seemed that. The alpha of the twin was the leader, and then the beta you could always hang out with easier. Like uh, the Tamayos, Marlene was the alpha, Michelle was the beta. And like Marlene was just fucking balls to the wall. And you were always like, okay, like the Accardis. I wonder who the Accardis alpha was. I think the Accardis alpha was John. No, it was Jason, and John was the beta. But I always got along easier with John. Because I don't know, I don't know which one that was, but so, but when Jeff's brother passed, and he passed at a very young age, which has got to fucking be tough. I don't know, I can't imagine, I can't fucking imagine. And I know that I talked to him about it, you know, when we were in college a few times, and and but I don't know what that does. And then as I, I don't know, God damn it, man. But I wrote, I just mentioned it in the book. I didn't write about it, but I mentioned it in the book, and I was nervous because I was like, why am I sharing this with people? But that's what I do. I just share, and then I hope that I don't. It's me being authentic. <laughs> this is this is who I am, alone in a room, speaking in a microphone. These are the thoughts that go on in my head on a day-to-day basis. That's it. And I'm sharing them openly with you. I'm not really shitting on anybody, and I'm trying not to name drop, and I'm trying to be a better person. I'm not name drop, but like say names. Like I don't want to say names of people, but he called, so I'm glad that happened probably won't release this but if i do it's because i'm short a podcast the book the war of art it's by stephen pressfield uh let me uh be honest and say i haven't read the whole thing but i'm gonna try to do it this weekend because uh not drinking i got an eight-year-old slumber party here happening tonight they will be in and out of this man cave and i will lock down in my room uh, not drinking because I have kids coming over. I don't want to be like, I'd hate to be, I would hate for something to happen to a child. Like they break a leg and then the parents come over and I'm fucking blitzed. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. So that's the kind of dad I am is that if I have, before having kids over, I'm not drinking. That's me. That doesn't have to be you. That's me. Cut to me and Darren uh, Turbo fucking getting hammered, putting up a, a, big screen in the backyard that's what the girls are doing i was gonna have a phoenix fox come over for isla because she loves phoenix's foxes phoenix foxes but uh apparently they're wild animals and so they're not as cuddly as they look online so did we leave anything out was it short who gives a fuck who gives a fuck i don't i don't i don't give a fuck I wouldn't mind being up. I, I would have been the pirate that started chance. Like, uh, but not like the, I would be like, I would be the pirate that would be like, ugh, are we really doing yo-ho again? <sighs> I feel like all we do is yo-ho and we don't really kind of take chances. You know, it's like, don't you think, and this is, I, by the way, I would be like hardcore lobbying for this. Don't you think if there's a British merchant vessel coming at us, they hear us saying yo-ho, they go, ah, we've done this before. But if we're going zippity-doo-dah, uh, here's, here's my original pirate chant. Are you ready? Original pirate chant. Off the top of my head, off the dome, 
Here we go. And it's gonna have it's gonna be flavored a little bit. Um, it's gonna be flavored a little bit with probably some modernness, maybe a little Mick, Nicki Minaj, a little sip of coffee. Because I wonder if they had coffee on those. I wonder if you like as a pirate ship, you're like, guys, I say we find a coffee vessel. I am tired as shit in the morning. The guy's like, what about rum? I know, get rum. We need rum. But we need to find coffee. Like, do you think they were like, gold only? Gold, we'll buy coffee in the ports. I'm like, well, wouldn't it be get better to get it fresher? Like, while it's still on the boat? I mean, once it's been in the port, they've gone through it. I mean, we could get high-end coffee for really cheap. I mean, stolen prices. We'd be stealing it, literally. <clears throat> My daughter's made me this cup. It is, uh, it is a huge cup. They made it at, uh, not Pottery Barn, but you know the place where you make cups? And... Uh, no, Bert, I don't, because I'm not you, and I'm not in your fucking head. Uh, do I sound like Jim Gaffigan? Do I sound like I'm losing my mind? Talk- this is what my brown- brain sounds like. This is me unfiltered. This is what my brain goes through all the fucking time. When I'm standing on stage and you see me start laughing to myself, this is what's happening. Is my brain going, do I sound like um, bu- Not Build-A-Bear, but the Build-A-Bear for Pottery Barn. Whatever you do where you make a cup and then paint it. And my daughters are like, Daddy loves coffee. We'll get him a big, wide cup. It looks like a bowl. The problem is coffee gets cold as shit because it's spread out. It's spread out. That is pretty much explains global warming in a nutshell. It's spread out. I'm going to post this just so you can comment. Just so you can say, Bert, uh, this is not good or Bert, this is good. Don't hate. Don't hate. Appreciate. Celebrate masturbate levitate uh here we go original coffee original pirate tune after a good solid cup of peruvian coffee off of a british merchant vessel we had caught off the dry tortugas and we just and i've ground and i've done a couple i was like first batch a little strong i watered it down with with salt water but it's good for you it's a diuretic we're gonna lose some weight next batch of coffee and everyone's like oh my god here we go i'm gonna get the character oh my god there's a merchant vessel in the distance. Do you see it? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here's my chance. Let me kill my coffee, and let's do a chant. Ah. <clears throat> I got to clear my throat. And I'm not going to start with that. Let me clear my throat. Uh, booty do de do de do de do we're pirates and we're scary don't judge us cause we're hairy we're coming for you we hope you got good stuff and we'd rather not get rough we just like you to throw it onto our boat throw it onto our boat could you could you could you throw it onto our boat just give us half and take the rest. All we need is a pirate chest. Cause we look kinda goofy coming to shore with bags of flour. We need a pirate chest and some gold gablooms. I hope that you have more than enough room to store the stuff that you find at your next port. So we'll take some of your stuff so you don't have to export. We are 
pirates and we're loving souls. We kind of want to fall in love and get a good home. But we're insecure. That's why we grow these beards. Look at us for who we are. Don't look at us full of fear. We're pirates. But that's just a name. All this stuff we're doing, we're just playing a little game. You are British expats going to a new land. The reason you left earlier because they didn't respect your religion. So, hey, maybe we're all in technically the same boat. I know you're in a different boat and we're in a different boat, but but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying maybe we're all just guys who love the sea. If you can see me, then I can see thee. So let's maybe sign, see if we can find a middle ground. I don't want to pull the saber off and hit your gut off and then hit your head against the ground. I just want to be cool with you if you want to be cool with me. Hey, do you know go to port that has some good pussy? Ah, see, we're already getting along. We're pirates. That's it. Okay, then. And I guarantee there would be one pirate being like, I liked it. I I think it's got. I mean, there's got, there's parts in it that work, and then there'd be one pirate going. It doesn't sound threatening. Like I think yo ho, yo ho, we put the da da da. That's the song we sing in college. We put the hand up on our leg, yo ho, yo ho. We put the da 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 da, yo ho, yo ho. We'll board your ship, we are pirates of the sea, yo-ho, yo-ho, you better not look at me, yo-ho, yo-ho, we're gonna board your ship and kill you and you won't like it, yo-ho, yo-ho, I hope you're still listening to this podcast, yo-ho, yo-ho. I hope you're still listening to this podcast. Yo-ho! Yo-ho! I hope you're still listening to this podcast. Don't worry, I'll wrap it up fast. <laughs> and then get it out. Quit fucking about. Yo-ho! Yo-ho! We'll put our fingers in your mouth. Yo-ho! Yo-ho! <laughs> <laughs> It would be great if we described all the stuff we'd do to them once we killed them. Oh, fuck. What is wrong with me? All right. Fuck it. We're posting this. I don't give a shit. And I understand. This is... If you like more of these, I'll do more. You know what? What am I saying? I don't care what the market says. God damn it. I need to listen to Robert McKee or Stephen Pressfield. I don't care what the market says. I'll do what, the, I'll do what, the, I'll do what my muse tells me. And my muse tells me this is fun. This is creative for me. It'll get better. I'm just giving it once a week. It's an add-on. Guys, with this week, Jim Norton. This week, Jim Norton. Oh, this is where I can promote all my stuff. I got tour dates coming up. Jim Norton's got tour dates. Sam Tripoli has a tour date. Sam Tripoli is going to be on the podcast next week. Uh, I think I'm going to do Jim this week. Sam Tripoli next week. I got a long one with Miss Pat. But do me a favor. Sam Tripoli is going to the Tampa to the Tampa Crowbar August eighth. 
August 8th, Sam Tripoli is going to be at the Tampa at the Crowbar. It is just down the street from the Improv. I love the Improv, but I love Sam Tripoli even more. He's going to be with Red Band. Tickets are available at Death Squad TV. Any chance I can mention it in an intro, Sam, you fucking know I can because I love you. Jim Norton's show, I will pre-promo it right now on Vice this week-ish. You'll hear it whatever. Who knows? All right, I'm going to go install a, uh, a shelf. I love you guys, and I do fucking love you, except for the one guy that said, stop saying I love you. doesn't seem sincere. Well, maybe you don't say I love you to enough people. Maybe you need to start saying that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play that phone call right now. I'm gonna, that's how we're going to end out. I'm going to play that phone call right now. And, I'm, and, and by the way, I've changed my stance. I don't know what I said in that phone call. Uh, I was with Heidi, my assistant, and, uh, in Denver. Assistant's a big word. Uh, let's just say the person that helps me when I'm in Denver <laughs> because she has to because we don't have any show going on right now and she's the only one in the office. So, so, <laughs> and I'm with Paul. But And I took this call. I called this guy because I asked him some questions. I have a whole podcast about it. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to listen to it right now. Have a great week. Uh, Jim Norton's coming out this week uh, on the Burtcast. Uh, I check out me with Steve Lemmy and uh, Kevin Heffernan on chew, just chew it and uh i think nerdist is coming out i was on the jason l show i fucking do love you and i want you to have a great week and i want you to love your family and appreciate your friends and call the friends you haven't spoken to in a long time and let them know that you're thinking about them and if you have a friend that you that you think to yourself uh we got down a few times the last time i talked to him he didn't seem all there fucking reach out to him go have lunch with him and tell him how much he means to you because one day those friends won't be there and you will fall the fuck apart. I love you. Have a great week. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.